All right. We may we may get a little preachy today. <laughs> Listen, we want to propose to all the travelers out there that there is one thing that they are actively avoiding when they travel that they shouldn't. Right. And, and that's art. And that is art. The beautiful art of Europe waits for everybody. And there's something for everyone. No matter how much you hated your art history class. Listen, Bob, she's going to be on her soapbox today, okay? <laughs> so just get ready. Here we go. All right, so we've been down the rabbit hole with art lately. There's a lot going on. A lot in the art area. Exactly. Some of the big headlines from recently are the beautiful portrait Lady with Ermine is back in her home in the original place. Welcome home, girl. Yes, that she was designed for. Like a glove. Yes, the, the piece is now in situ, which is a fancy way of saying Back home where she belongs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love that. That is in the Tchaikovsky Museum. Which is a beautiful museum. Gorgeous. I mean, just the architecture alone is worth seeing. You're going to see a Rembrandt. Yeah. There is more there than just our, our lady with Ermine, yeah. who's basically, my first graders said, she's Mona Lisa's cousin. When they saw it, they didn't know who the artist was. And I said, what do you think of this? And they asked if she was Mona You know Lisa's what mine cousin. said? Hmm. Look at that girl with the ferret. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you know what? If that's how you connect to it, I'm fine with okay. it, right? Okay. There is a lot of chatter in the air about the amazing Vermeer exhibit happening in Amsterdam. It started in the spring and it has brought together, you know, Vermeer is elusive. There's, right, right. There's not a lot around from him. So when all the pieces from public and private collections come together, holy moly, it has been sold out. They've had to extend the concert store a la Taylor Swift for this. (laughs) It's been crazy. We're going to call it the Eros Tour because we love it. (laughs) Let's say that I'm going to add this in Uh because, you know, I am the book lover I am. There is a book out called Saving Vermeer. And it's a great book. I'd say around fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And it really opens the kids' eyes to art. Yeah. And I kind of love that idea of giving them some kind of context. We are all about storytelling. And we've said it before. We'll say it again on this podcast. Art and fine art is the Instagram of history. So if you like swiping... (laughs) Art is for you. It tells the story. And please go back and listen to our storytelling episode. Yes. That talks about how to use art in that context. All right, Bob Shee. Mm-hmm. I'm from the great Sunshine State. Yes. So there's a lot of hot topics floating around there. And there's one particularly with art. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the principal that was fired. Mm. Because she allowed David to be included in... In the art lesson at a private school. It's true. What? Was she offended by his big hands? I don't know what (sighs) in the world they could be there. Listen, this is what happened. David was in the curriculum for these middle schoolers for the longest time. It was nothing new. 
all of a sudden there was an offended parent about it who felt that it bordered that David bordered bordered on pornography. We can't get over it. We it's a neither, shame. It's embarrassing. And neither could the people of Florence who wound up kind of remedying this situation for the principal. Invited them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. To the academia's the academia's director. Yeah. And invited the principal. The principal. And was a delightful, wonderful experience. Yeah. They said, you know what? You may have been fired. Come on over here and see the real thing. We're all about it. Hey, you know what? Thank you, Florence, for being kind of the realist in all of this. If we are still in a place where we put scarlet letters on the human body, we've got issues. Like, that is fine art. It is Michelangelo. And maybe it's a healthy way to introduce children to the human body as a piece of art. I'm telling you, I'm just disgusted with these people that want to say art like that Mm -hmm. is pornography. Exactly. Especially when they take their children to concerts of rock stars who are talking about backsides and and they're and it's hanging out and it's hanging out and please please stop now it's so hypocritical don't tell me what's shocking to you it's been around for centuries get over it yes we're, we're, Simpli- we're climbing down off the soapbox we felt good about that's that. horrid listen the Met gala was this spring which we love and it brings me to the gallery dior in Paris. Listen, the Met Gala totally went into the whole Chanel thing Mm -hmm. out of Paris um, in tribute to Karl Lagerfeld. Right, right. There were beautiful artistic looks on that carpet. And I do think fashion is part of the art world. Like, don't dismiss it. And that's where Gallery Dior comes into play. The Dior Gallery in Paris is a state-of-the-art installation of fashion art. Yes. And I think one of the quickest overlooked tickets for people who are not maybe connected to that industry, my feeling is this is one of those places, whether you love fashion or not, if you went there, this would be an impressionable, delightful experience. So I think we need to kind of look at art kind of from all perspectives on that right yeah yeah and listen to this ripped from the headlines Sotheby's will be auctioning off some of Freddie Mercury's possessions including some fashion some artwork and even Bohemian Rhapsody music lyrics stop it how do I get a ticket I know I think you have to put down a lot of money well I really think If Freddie was still here, uh-huh. R.I.P., he would just say, yeah, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, could just come to the house. Come to the house, what you, what you want. Yeah, he would. he would. I hope whoever buys these items loves and cherishes them like you. we love and cherish Freddie Mercury. I would love to attend something like this because it's more than just... Fine art on a canvas. It's history. It is. It's got so many different pieces to it. And it's a great way to connect to the art world. And if anyone has connections, just to get us in to watch them auction this off. (laughs) Exactly. I promise I'll sit on my paddles. I won't (laughs) bid. We can't. We can't do it. Oh goodness! Okay, okay. Let me let me calm down from Freddie for a moment. Okay. I'm getting a little verklempt. Okay, 
What's with all the protest in the fine art spaces? It's been a little crazy this spring. The National Gallery, and you have these protesters at the Louvre protesting the Mona Lisa. Well, more throwing paint. That's probably the most concerning part is they're out to kind of destroy a a piece of fine art that's irreplaceable. This is where I kind of think your shock value as a protester crosses a line into distasteful, distasteful. I just, oh, I just want to know, are they that jealous? Are they jealous of this wonderful piece <laughs> of art because they can only do paint by numbers? I guess so. Uh, well, I maybe they can't even do paint by numbers because they can't use the paint because <laughs> they're protesting that. Who knows? Listen, I really am so sad to see that this is what somebody sees as a solution. Uh, we work far too hard to keep art in the public eye, and this doesn't do it. This this doesn't do it at all. No. Now, speaking of keeping art in the public eye, very, very interesting. The director of the Louvre, I no, I take it back. I'm going to roll that back. Take it back in. A prospective director of the Louvre okay. during a conversation stated that one of the things that he would do if he became the director okay. would be to remove the Mona Lisa from the big gallery okay. and give her her own space. I agree 100%. Do you know why? Pro this guy. Because listen, when everyone is filing in, like we're going to the Last Supper, yeah, and or feeling a buffet line at Golden Corral, yes, okay, and you're just your eyes are on where's the Mona Lisa? Where's the Mona Lisa? All this other beautiful artwork that's in that room, yes, is forgotten. And there are huge, beautiful pieces in the room with the Mona Lisa that barely get looked at. And you walk out and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, I just saw the Mona Lisa. You're walking into a room where some of the most famous art of the world is and you're kind of losing the momentum of it. I say give the girl her credit. Yeah. Give her her own little spot in the world, mm-hmm. in the in the room, in the building. Give her her own little place. Yes. And people can go in there and say, oh, look, the Mona Lisa. But then they don't miss out on everything else. Can I say this? I... I think people think the Mona Lisa is famous for the wrong reasons. The Mona Lisa is not famous because it's Leonardo da Vinci's best technically created art. That That is, by far, we're going to give that award to The Last Supper. Okay. Okay. Give it to him. That was his most modern piece of art and his, his opus, his magnum opus. Mm-hmm. The reason that the Mona Lisa is famous is because it was stolen. Mm, and it was yes. stolen before World War One. It was stolen by an Italian out of the Louvre because he thought that it was something that belonged to Italy. He thought, no, Leonardo da Vinci's Italian. It's ours. It's ours. And we're the new country of Italy, and I'm taking it back home where it belongs. And there was a great sensational series of newspaper headlines, and people started learning what this particular piece of art was. It became sensational tabloid fodder more than anything. That's what gave Mona Lisa her fame. 
And in all honesty, we're not looking at his best piece of art. It's amazing. I It's Da Vinci. It, it certainly is. But let's kind of remember, it's not necessarily about the actual art piece itself. It's about the story that surrounds right. her. And right? you may love that art piece. That may mm-hmm. be the number one art piece in yeah. your life. And you say, oh my gosh, if I could have this in my bedroom. Yeah. Nobody's taking that from you. Yeah. Nobody. But the girl needs her own space so other people can get into the limelight. I think it could be an amazing experience. And I've been to the Louvre, and I've been when there haven't been too many people near the Mona Lisa because I went right after the COVID lockdown. Okay. Okay. And I've been there when it's been jammed. Golden Corral. Yes. And I have to say, I enjoyed the other art in that post-COVID experience because I had a minute to to take it in. You had a minute by yourself. You and her had a moment. Yeah. And the other art around it too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe moving Mona isn't the worst idea in the world. Not saying get rid of Mona. We love Mona. No, I think make her the superstar that she is. Yeah, give her her own room. She don't want to share with her sisters. And they're saying literally take her out of the Louvre. They're, they're saying give her a space where the admission to see her. Oh. Not just put her in her own room. Like take Girls that. buying a house. Yes. She moving into her own private condo. Now it could be moving on up. <laughs> she could be put in a part of the Louvre where you would walk in and walk out of that particular right, right, right. area from outside to outside. It wouldn't be connected to the rest of the galleries is the idea. Check, check, gotcha. So you would need one ticket to do that and you would need one ticket to go and see the rest of the Louvre, which I would love the experience of walking through that amazing Richelieu wing of, I'm sorry, not Richelieu, the Denine wing of the Louvre without the Mona Lisa crowd. I, I would love the crowd of the people who are there to see everything else because there's a lot, you know. What if they let us, mm-hmm. Bob Shane Yaya, mm-hmm. spend the night Mm-hmm. Da Vinci style in in the loop, <laughs> and we just kind of uh, stroll around. It's just us. We mm-hmm. can see whatever we want, and maybe redecorate a little. Redecorate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. I love that idea. All right. Okay, I have a question. Sure. What is your favorite museum as of late? Like right now. Because we know our favorites all change, guys. Don't everyone say, that's been my favorite forever. No, as a kid, you may have said bubblegum ice cream was your favorite. I promise you as an adult, very rarely are you going to say it's your favorite now. I have to say, I, I have a couple of favorites. The harder way to answer this question for me is weeding out which one would be the very top. Uh, the Tcharkovsky Museum in Krakow is... Oh, Fabulous. that's mine. And they're getting ready to open a whole nother wing when we get Ding, back, ding, ding. That is my favorite. Absolutely, right? It's beautiful. It's it's totally digestible, too. It's not so huge that you can't enjoy it. I'm going to tell you what I like. You go in. Mm-hmm. They welcome you. Yeah. You get, if you want your guided audio, which mm-hmm. is awesome, then they show you to your personal locker. Yeah. To put all your goods away. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you have that time. You're not worrying about the PMPs. Yes. You're not carrying your stuff around. Mm-hmm. It's all locked up and safe. You can sit and enjoy all, <coughs> all of the art pieces. I'm getting verklempt. You are getting a little verklempt over that. And I will say, I love... I think people are like, I don't want to put all my stuff in a locker. Put your stuff in the locker. Take advantage of that. Here's why. And they do this in Norway, too, at at the Oslo Museum. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's why. You don't have to worry about the pickpockets. That's true. But you're only carrying around your iPhone that you're going to take your pictures with. And your audio. And your audio. And that's it. Your hands are free. You can relax. You can sit where you want to sit. You're not constantly shoveling bags around. It makes it so much easier. Okay. You're listening to Bobshi and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to bobshiandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. And subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got three sources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bob and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. So I do like the Tchaikovsky Museum. Definitely on my list. I am a sucker for the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. Yes, you are. I love the way you walk in. Mm. I love the way you just breeze in. I love the way you walk in. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think it's so great that you could spend 15 minutes there and that's great. Or you could spend all day there. Yeah. And that's great. It's that kind of museum. And I, I it, it has a neighborhood feel while being world class. Look at this. You gave us a European choice mm-hmm. and one right here in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. I have another one. Oh. <laughs> Listen, the other one is in Venice, Italy. And it's the San Marco, the Basilica San Marco, the museum. So not the, uh, I love the Basilica, don't get right, me wrong. but you're Fabulous. talking the museum. The museum, because here's what's in that museum. You see them on the outside. The replicas are the four bronze horses that Constantine brought back. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the originals are inside, and you kind of get the perspective of how huge, huge. they are. When you get to see them inside in kind of a very intimate space. Kind of like when you see David. Well. And you see how big his hands are. <laughs> Listen, his hands and many other no, parts No, and there's a reason for that. There's there a is. reason, reason. There is, because it's the hand of God. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Listen, I'm the way those horses are kind of the space that they're in, they take up so much of the space and the height of the ceiling and mm-hmm. kind of the whole way it's presented to you, you kind of get a little awestruck. And a lot of people visit the Basilica, but they don't realize they the that the museum is there to go and see, and you can see this up close. It is kind of amazing to kind of see that kind of art. Because you go, yeah. wow, how, yeah. how was that even done? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I do kind of... 
love that. Okay. Yeah. We're going to switch gears now. Let's talk some books. <gasps> Give me your pick. Okay. I just finished reading the most incredible book by Lynn Nichols. It is The Rape of Europa. And you're kind of like, oh, that's a little dicey of a title. Listen, The Rape of Europa is about the Nazi art theft which ra they raped it. They, they took it. They raped the art world. Took without asking. Exactly. And it is a fascinating read of the historically accurate players that were involved and who really was involved, who kind of turned a blind eye, who put their hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. Yeah. All of those kind of things. Who was the victims who didn't really know what they were doing. I didn't know. And, and assisted without recognizing and the repatriation of a lot of those pieces, including ready for my callback. Go lady with ermine oh, up, up and crack out. Yep. So there's a lot of interesting stuff with that particular book. It is like reading a documentary. And it's I'm so good. Don't shy away. Cause it says mm -hmm. the rape, because I yeah. think that word is so harsh. Yeah. But it, it was harsh. Perfectly yeah. for what happened to this artwork. It does. It does. And it is the European story of art, regardless of what stage or age or era or style of art you look at, that art was affected by what happened in World War II. Okay. It, it just, it kind of is what it is. Now I'm throwing this title out. Mm -hmm. The Lady and the Unicorn by Tracy Chevalieri. Chevalier, Chevalier, or Chevalier. Yeah, I gotta say, it was a hard book for me to get. I could not. Is it relate. one of those you just couldn't? I couldn't uh. relate. You know, when you see the lady in the unicorn, and this is why it's part of the art world books. The lady in the unicorn is a amazing set of tapestries that are, are the starring role at the Clooney in Paris. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're medieval tapestries. They are, bar none, some of the best you'll see in the world. Okay? So when you have the lady and the unicorn as the title and the lady from the tapestry is on the cover, uh -huh. you're thinking that it's about art. No. I gotta say, I just couldn't find... What'd you feel you were reading? I felt like I was reading some medieval castle princess romance. Yeah, it it wasn't about the art. And I would have taken a little romance with Man. it. I would have taken a little princessy castle with it. It was about the art. art. Like they weren't I making agree. it during the story or they weren't trying to find it or they weren't trying no. to save it from something. It wasn't about the art. Those artwork. go to my pile of Thank you for visiting me. I don't really want to read you anymore. Yeah. You're going to go to a new home. Yeah. Yeah. It, it got rehomed. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So we've talked arts. We've talked books with art. Now we're going to talk movies. Might as well, right? There are a couple that have come out lately. Listen, um, let's rewind the, the time. We'll go back. There are a couple of... Interesting ones. Loving Vincent, which is of course about Van Gogh, came out. I think that was pretty good. It was a it was a pretty good perspective on Vincent Van Gogh, who led such a troubled life. Oh, right? yes, yeah. Miss Potter came out in two thousand seven. 
years and years ago. However, I think it's a perennial favorite. If you don't know about that particular movie, give it a little gook. That one's, yeah. that one's a pretty good one. I like that one. Do you know about Big Eyes? Bit. I, are you calling me Big Eyes? You do have okay. beautiful eyes. Big <laughs> Eyes. Tell me about some Big Eyes. Big Eyes is the story of the woman who painted everything for the male artist he was like the the on hands talent and everybody credited him with the work and it was really, really her hers. painting it yeah that came out in 2014 but there are a couple of she new was things. like the ghost writer or something like yeah, that basically she was the ghost painter ghost painter yeah, yeah. what about paint with owen wilson listen paint with owen wilson <laughs> is a spoof on the bob ross story we liked Bob Ross, okay? And if you have not seen the documentary about <gasps> Bob Ross... Watch it. Oh, my goodness. You think you know his story? You don't know his story. And you will never buy a Bob Ross Chia Pet afterwards. No. No. Yeah, he never was robbed. It. He really... Like, wait till you see what happened to him. Yep. We're um, going to spoil it for you. Yep. And that came out... Uh, the Owen Wilson came out this year. Um as well as William Defoe in Inside. Now, mm. this is a suspense one that's based in the art world. William Defoe plays an art thief. <laughs> and he plans a serious theft from a penthouse mm -hmm. in a skyscraper that he feels he has figured out completely. Well, it turns out he doesn't because he winds up being locked in with all the art. <laughs> and That's they, not such a bad thing. They psychologically mess with him like oh. he tries to. Yeah, you you just need Is to this see a it. scary movie? It's suspenseful. It's oh, a thriller. What mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd be able to sleep. It, I'm telling you, know. it was like it's a little heart pounding. William Defoe <laughs> The movie is called Inside. That's probably the newest movie in the art world right okay. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we're going to talk about tips. Sure. Because everyone's traveling. And what do you want to do? You want to bring something back with you. And we are junkies for this. It's all over my house. We love to bring back art prints and other objects, art objects, when we come back from traveling. I love a print because it's so easy to deal with. Oh, one thing I think prints are one of the most affordable items you can buy. I think so. Pennies on the dollar and you bring <sighs> home a piece of fine I art. I mean, I get it. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants an original. Mm -hmm. I can't afford originals. No. So the next best thing are the prints. Yes. And they're just as nice. Yes. Just as nice. Mm -hmm. But listen, have a plan when you go to buy your prints just take a little tour of your own house. Where are you going to put it? Is it going to go on your wall? If so, what wall is it going to go on? Is it going to go in the bedroom, in the guest room? What maybe size it's you gonna, need? Yeah, maybe it's going to go in the laundry room. Just have kind of a little idea of what the dimensions are that you're looking for. What would it look like framed? All those kind of things. Give yourself a little interior decoration. Right. Preview. Very helpful. Or if you're like me and you find something and you're like, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it, mm -hmm. I'm going to find a home for it. <laughs> well, I will say this. Think about also, are you going to bring home a print for another person? 
Yeah, it's possible. Possible. Yeah, possible. Yeah. I think art is pretty personal, especially when it comes to the color palettes that are in the different pieces. You have you kind of have to be careful. Really know who you're bringing. Well, art if home we for. were traveling separately, yeah, I would bring you a piece of art, and I would bring you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Now, let's talk about where you find that favorite picture, mm -hmm. this favorite one you want, but it comes in a frame. Mm -hmm. You know, this happened to us in Krakow over yeah. the spring. It was a cute little picture we found in the Kashmiras district, yes. but it came in frame. You know mm -hmm. what we did? Mm -hmm. We ditched those frames. Yeah, the frames were not worth it. If you ditch the frame, you have a lay flat piece. Much easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Much, much easier. Yeah. And if you do the same thing with canvases, just make sure that your canvas is facing toward the hard side of your suitcase. So it's facing down. Yes. Um, that way, you know, you're not going to get any rips in it, any dents in it, anything as you're putting other stuff on top of that. It should be pretty foolproof if you use a hard sided suitcase. Right take a minute and watch where things are made. Look at the markings and the stickers to ensure that your money is going towards something local. These days, I'm more apt to buy something off the street because I know that those guys, even if they printed it on a computer in their home, the money I'm giving them is going, going in to their them. pocket and not to some middleman. I'm also happy to buy from very reputable museums. Mm -hmm. You will find me in the Orsay Gallery. I know. Gift shop. Like, I it know. will happen. You know, so just kind of pause and just make sure you're not kind of buying something that was mass produced in a low-income third world country kind of thing. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Now. When you go to buy, mm -hmm. I know some people say, well, I'm going to bring stuff to wrap things up that I buy. No, 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 no. No. You're going to let the shop mm -hmm. wrap the items for you. Mm -hmm. It's worth your time. They're good at it. It's their job. And let them do it. They've heard every complaint. So they know exactly how to wrap it. They've heard your accent. They know where you're taking this home <laughs> to. They're looking at you like you want us to wrap it for you, right? Right. And you just say, yes, please. Thank you. In whatever language you're in, let them do it because they've heard it all. They know how their items break. They know which side needs a little extra padding, especially if you're doing something like ceramics. Just let them do it, right? I think so, and I, I think when you talk about ceramics mm -hmm. or pottery, mm -hmm. you know, you're you're taking the roll of the dice. Yes. Because even if they're so fragile, mm -hmm. just if that happens, don't throw it in your luggage. No. Put it in your carry-on. Yeah, you're going to have to make sure you do that, which is maybe why we tend to err toward prints, because mm -hmm. they are easier to pack and to transport. Yeah, but yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm a pottery whore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. find me a good piece of Polish pottery and it's in my bag. Yeah. Oh, so how about a piece of Murano glass in Italy? Maybe mm -hmm. add that to my list. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many places where you can find that beautiful stuff. Right. I know. Okay. Now, the last thing maybe you should think about are breakables or breakables. Break, let, let's say that one more time. Breakables are breakables. If you bought a beautiful wind chime in Athens, you're going to have to think about this. That weight and that bulk and the wrapping the way they wrapped it for you is going to have to go in your suitcase 
in your carry-on to come home. Be careful and be prepared that if you check it in your bag, you may not wind up with what you want. I'm going to tell you my biggest mistake I ever, Go. ever made with breakables. There I was out in Western Poland at the Boleslavic factory. Painting your heart away. Painting my heart away. Literally buying every single piece of cheap <laughs> Polish pottery I could. I was outfitting my kitchen at this point. Unfortunately, when I got to the counter, I mean, and I was in a sweat by the time I got oh, to the counter, yeah. right? Okay, by the time I got to the counter, the woman said to me, that'll be like $5 for the 700 pieces you bought. It, it was nothing. And she goes, would you like me to wrap it for you? And I said, in my naivety, no, no, I'm taking it to the post office to send it home. And I was going to wrap it all up. Because you know best. Because I thought I would do a better job. Uh -huh. And they were big pieces that easily snapped in half. I should have paid attention. A whole lasagna pan in, in mosaic tiles in the end. And had I sat there and said, I'll be back for my things in 20 minutes. I'm going to go get a Coke Zero no. down the street. And I, we're just going to sit there. And I'll come back and I'll get all my packages. You weren't leaving them. I was like, I'm so excited. I'm taking everything with me right now. And I made the biggest you mistake. You do have a beautiful mosaic tray made. <laughs> I do. I took all the pieces. pieces. I took all the pieces and I glued them down and I poured the stuff over it to make a beautiful tray. And people comment on that tray all the time, but I really would have preferred the lasagna yeah, pan. No. <laughs> it was actually not going to be a lasagna pan. It was going to be for Greek pastiche for like the holidays. And it kills me every time I look at it. Yes. So listen, art is a great way to connect to the storytelling, to the culture, to all of those things that we think are the essential parts of travel. If you have not had a chance to listen to our philosophy about travel, go back and hit that episode. Hit that one. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our storytelling episode, get those tips so you know how to weave it in and out. We want to make sure that you are completely ready. No differently than you pack your suitcase and you're prepared that way. We want you to be prepared with the philosophy that makes it the best trip it can be. Hey, and you know what? Happy travels. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.